Are you ready for some more trivia? Time to get your thinking caps on. This center fire cartridge designed by Smith & Wesson is known for its accuracy and manageable recoil, and it remains one of the most popular revolver cartridges in the world more than a century after its introduction. Are you ready for the answer? That would be the 38 Special. Please don't turn this into a political matter, whether it's pro-gun or anti-gun. I was just trying to find some trivia question where the answer was 38. It's good to be well-rounded in knowledge, just in case you're ever on Jeopardy. That might be the winning question. Well, ladies and gentlemen, children, cats, dogs, all living creatures and everything in between, welcome to Starting Sustainability, and this is episode 38, and I am your host, Kaylin Chenoweth. This week, I have an interview lined up for you, and it is with an amazing woman who is, like myself, a mom of two and is running her own business and succeeding very well. Okay, well, that's where she differs from me is that she's succeeding, and I'm kind of still struggling. But anyways, (laughs) we do have some commonalities and some differences, but we both have a passion for sustainability. Side note, the noises that you hear in the background are cold. He is 12 weeks at this point, and his older brother Corbin is down for a nap. Unfortunately, I'm not able to get everybody to nap at the exact same time, so Colt is going to be my co-host today. I'm going to hurry before this kid starts crying. So without further ado, here is my interview with Jen Zukli from the Swoondle Society. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Starting Sustainability. Today, I have a special guest. When I was out on maternity leave, I actually received an email and it said, Kaylin, as an avid listener of your podcast, what if I told you there was a way for parents to trade their children's clothing from ages newborn to 14 years for items of the same value as a way to keep up with the latest sizes, styles, and seasons? Meet the Swoondle Society, an online member marketplace for trading fashionable children's clothing and accessories. The platform was born from founder and CEO Jen Zukli, her desire to recycle and repurpose clothing for her quickly growing little ones. She started the Swindle Society in 2016 as a way for friends and family to give their kids clothing a new home. And by 2017, it became a full-fledged company. Four years later, the Swindle Society has facilitated thousands of trades and helped countless families outfit their children through important milestones. In 2020 alone, the Swindle Society has recycled 2.2 tons of clothing. I would love for you to consider Jen as a guest on an upcoming podcast. We appreciate your consideration. With regard, Randy. So, of course, I took Randy up on her offer, and today I have Jen here on the podcast to share her story with you, and I hope that you find her story inspirational. Please join me in welcoming Jen Zukli. So, welcome, Jen. Say hello. Hi, Kaylin. Thanks so much for having me. All right. So, I like the nice name Zukli. I hope I'm saying that correctly. I have not heard of it before, and it's rather fun to say. What is the origin of your last name? Well, um, it's obviously my husband's last name, or maybe not so obviously, but it is my husband's last name. And it is Lithuanian, but it, it was uh, truncated at some point in the, the, the move from Lithuania to the United States. And honestly, I don't even know what the original version of it was, but I like saying it too. 
That's just a fun word, like kaleidoscope. Zootly. I like it. Yes. And it's always, <laughs> we're very tall. And so we always joke that we're always going to be in the back of the line, the back of the picture, and the back of the alphabet. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, go ahead and tell us about your journey with starting the Swindle Society. Sure. I'll be happy to. Um, the Swindle Society was, you, you know, you got a little bit of the story from Randy. Um, the biggest kind of inspiration, I suppose, was that I um, had a daughter and I was living in a, you know, small, typical small Brooklyn, New York City apartment. And then two years later had a son and, you know, arguably spent way too much time, money uh, and effort shopping for little girl clothes and ended up with just bins of all these clothes, you know, the all these things and I'm trying to stay organized and on top of it and filling up all the you know storage space that we have with all these clothes and then I have a son and even the things that I had bought that I was like oh this is totally you know gender neutral maybe maybe not maybe not the right season <laughs> you know all these things and you just realize how very few of them I could actually you know use again and you know, being originally, I'm originally from Michigan and I feel like, you know, Midwestern spirit is very pragmatic. And I was just, even though I certainly could afford to buy new clothes and I was just felt like it was so wasteful and I didn't feel like it made a whole lot of sense to just keep buying more stuff when they keep growing out of it. And, you know, yes, some of the stuff gets totally destroyed, but inevitably there's always you know, 50 to 70% of their clothes that either they never touched or hardly wore or just, you know, is still in very good condition. And I couldn't quite wrap my head around, well, how do I, you know, make sure that, how can I find somebody else to like, you know, trade with or, um, you know, where we could have a mutually beneficial arrangement. It wasn't just me giving it to somebody and then hoping that somebody was going to give stuff to me and have this whole hand-me-down train how do we build something that's really a little bit bigger scale and make it so that it still feels like you're getting, you know, choice and you can go and shop for things, but you're using your, the things that you don't need as sort of your buying power for the stuff that you do need. <laughs> and that was really like, you know, the inspiration for Swindle. How do we get more value out of the stuff that we've already purchased and that we already have sitting in our closets? the name Swundo Society. So where does Swundle come from? Well, um, it's a made up word. It's not a, it's not a real thing. You can't look it up in the dictionary at least yet. And, and oh, have okay. it. I was and, like, I've never heard this before. <laughs> you know, I, one of my, um, close friends who's, um, she's just one of those really smart, fun, creative people and has, you know, quite a, uh, head for marketing as well. Um, you know, we were brainstorming names and we had a bunch of different ideas and we, the, the society part we really liked and we wanted to have the whole point of Swindle is to really make this, you know, a shared experience. Like we're all putting something into the pot and we're all taking something out of the pot. So how do we make it so that it's, it feels like you're part of something and you're part of like this big club. And so we liked that society was sort of an elevated version of that. Um, swoondle is a little bit of, you know, a play on words. We've got the swoon part, which the ooh and like it is feels like the O's kind of make your into that like 
um, like the recycling or the infinity symbol and it has just like that nice ring to it. Um, swoon worthy clothes. And then it's a little bit play on words with swindle and people always kind of, you know, are like, well, why would you want to, you know, do a play on words with your business with that? And we thought it was, you know, kind of fun and tongue in cheek with, um, you know, yes, if you're swindling, you're getting a good deal, but maybe it's not good for everybody. But in this case, what's, it's not, it's what's, you know, somebody's trash is somebody's treasure in a little bit. And so we thought that that was like a really kind of fun way of, of propelling this forward while still having it be like a unique name that we could turn into uh, a verb, right? Like you could swoondle that dress and get a sweater. Yeah. Got your own catchphrase. I like it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. So how do you find people to join the Swoondle Society? Um, great, great. Yeah, we, um, so we do a lot on social media. I think that's probably a universal truth right now. Um, Instagram and Facebook are, are very big. We both do, um, you know, ads that way, as well as we find we do a lot of like organic traffic that way. Um, we also, we have a lot of um, word of mouth. Um, as I'm sure, you know, you being a, a not, you, you know, not a, a new second time mom, <laughs> um, you, you talk to your friends all the time about being a mom and like what, what works for them. And, um, you know, what's, what are some great mom hacks for how to get through the day and make things a little bit easier. Um, and so we actually find a lot of people will hear about um, Swoondle through mom, little like mommy, um, like listservy kind of things or mom's groups um, online and Facebook or just like their own little friend circles. Um, so that we get a lot of people in like these little, um, little towns all over where we'll just have, oh my gosh, we all of a sudden got a whole bunch of people from this one little area, which is kind of cool. So this is very similar to a kid's consignment shop. Um, uh, like, do you have Once Upon a Child? I think that's a chain that's pretty pop it's popular here. I don't know if it's out east. But basically, you're, you've done that, like a kid's consignment, but it's more virtual and it's, it's a bigger outreach. Like it, it hits more than just your local, just New York, like it goes to other countries, right? Um, so it's just the United States. So it's just, um, but it is or, all, sorry, at least other States. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it's not just, it's not just New York. It is, it is national. Um, it is not international yet. Um, primarily for like shipping purposes. It's just, again, from like a sustainability as well as just a sheer logistics and cost perspective, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, but it is, it is national. We have people in, I think every 50 state, including Alaska and Hawaii. Um, we, it is, I'll take a, just a second to sort of explain how Swoondle is alike and different than consignment because there are some like key differentiators. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, a lot of people are quite familiar with consignment and there's a lot of, you know, people have great local consignment and you know what, honestly, like it's not something that I think it's more important that everybody in the world think about, you know, secondhand as like a, as part of their life and, you know, buy less and reuse more in general. Um, so, you know, this isn't, you know, my, my comments here are not to take that away. If you find something that works for you, great, do it. Um, but I just want to like compare and contrast. 
Um, so typical consignment stores, both online consignment as well as um, you know offline and a regular brick and mortar, um, you bring your items to them or send them to the, the location. They go through the items, they take whatever portion of those items they think they can sell, they, um, they put them up for sale, and then they, if, if they sell, they give you a percent of that sale. Um, typically on local consignment stores, that ranges anywhere from they'll give you somewhere between 30 to 60%. Um, sometimes they'll give you a little bit higher percent if you keep it as store credit versus, um, you know, take it. So if you sell, if they sell some, you take your $20 sweater and they think they can, they sell it for $10, they'll usually give you like, you know, three to $5 for selling that. Um, Swindle works a little differently. Um, we actually, um, you send, everything is done virtually. So you, you request a shipping bag. We send you a prepaid shipping bag. Um, we do use reusable shipping bags. So they come in these canvas bags. Awesome. You fill it up with the items. Yeah, they're really cool. You sell them up. You fill them up with the items that your kids have outgrown. So that part of it is pretty similar. Um, it comes to us. We we um, weed through. We siphon off anything that is not um, is damaged, is stained. Um, we all know those baby spit up stains are hard to get out. Um, we get it. Um, we have textile recycling partners that are all domestic textile recyclers, we make sure that they're getting the, as close to 100% reuse as possible. Um, we also pull off really low value items um, and we, um, we give still the customer partial credit upfront. We don't, um, we don't it doesn't have to wait to be sold. Um, and everything else gets cataloged, photographed, and then instead of receiving actually cash for the items, you receive a trade-in credit. And those trading credits are level one, two, three, four, or five. And then you're able to actually select anything from the site that's the same level as what you sent in. So we're not trying, we don't take like a cut from selling the goods. We actually, it's truly a swap. You send in that $20 sweater that likely will be a level two or a level three item. You'll be able to select that level two item back out. So Swoodle works more like a membership. Yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. I said, that makes sense, that sounds fair. Like if I'm gonna trade in stuff that I got from a Walmart or Target or Kmart, I'm not gonna go get Coach and um, Under Armour top brand things. Right. Like, it, like it would be a, a, a fair trade. It makes, exactly, fair trade, like for like swaps. And instead of us, from a business side, instead of us taking a cut, what we do is it's just a flat trade fee. So. You could trade, um, you know, North Face for Patagonia and pay, you know, a, you know, two, depending on what membership you're in, a two to three dollar fee. Um, whereas, like, if you were to do that through a consignment store, you know, let's say they sell that item for, you know, twenty bucks, you're gonna get, you know, eight dollars, um, and you can't use that eight dollars to get another Patagonia coat. Um, you'd have to pony up some more cash. So we, um, you know, we were taking up the opinion that the customer should keep the value of the items um, and that we want to make it so that it's uh, more of a fair trade and the, the you know, it, the trade fee is just what covers the costs of, of being able to ship and process and labor um, for swapping. So if I have a bunch of clothes from my kids and I mm -hmm. send them to you, so my son right now is in two size, two T. So if I send you all of his 12 month and 18 month stuff, 
yep, you give me all this credit. I can now get all the 2T, 3T stuff. And when he outgrows those, I just got it. the same stuff that I got from you back and get more credit. And that's right. it's like a, you can just keep recycling the same yeah. clothes. So yep. your only initial cost is the first set of clothes that you bought or given to you at a baby shower. That's and you right. can just keep trading size up, size up. Is that correct? That's correct. The only thing would be is if something gets ruined. Um, but I mean that, and that happens, but that's okay because it is yours. We're not going to like charge you for, the, you, you get that item. Once you swap for it, we're really just the facilitator of that fair swap. So it's not like you're renting it and now you owe money for it because you, you know, it got ruined when your kid, you know, fell in the mud. That's fine. It's just, it's yours. When your kid was being a kid. <laughs> exactly. Um, we have people, um, who will, um, most of our members, in fact, say that up over 50% of their clothes, like the people who have been members for more than like six months, say that over 50% of their clothes now come from Swindle. Um, you know, we talked a little bit offline that, you know, being sustainable is something that, you know, you're not achieving 100% is like saying perfection. And that there's not a perfection, right? We're, we're, we have to tread lightly and figure out how to tread lighter. Um, and so to me, it's not about saying, oh, 100% of my stuff. It's like, let's just all, if we all aimed for 50%, think of how much better off we'd be. And, you know, Swoondle aims to make it easier to make it the curbside recycling of textiles, to make you continue to get the value out of those clothes and not just be constantly having to purchase new ones. Fantastic. What are the Swoondle Society's sustainable plans as a company because you touched base already on the recycling of the clothes and even the bags used to go back and forth but do you have any additional um, short or long-term goals that as a company you want to achieve uh absolutely so you know our goals are ultimately to be at a hundred percent reuse and we pretty much are um, you know, there's a few, like the only places where we're not is when it gets to a textile recycler, if there are products or, that cannot be, you know, truly reused, but that is like approaching zero. Um, so that is, we continue to hope that that remains to be the case. Um, we hope to like, both we use our recycle reusable shipping bags, we're continuing to evolve those to be better and better so we can get more and more uses out of each bag so that, you know, that can further reduce some of it. Um, additionally, like the product um, packaging, we're researching to try to make that more efficient and either have less packaging altogether, which would be the ultimate goal, um, or just continue to make the packaging that those items are in um, more and more sustainable. We also have huge uh, donation pieces of the business. So um, we can't, we, the supply, especially of the baby sizes of, you know, how many millions of onesies that everybody gets as baby shower gifts and, um, you know, go, the babies go through in their first year, um, we get a ton. And so we have a really great um, nonprofit partner that we work with where the clothing is actually given to families in need and is not resold. Um, that is, um, was very important to me that I wanted to make sure that anybody that we were working with, that they, they had the networks so that the clothes that were being donated were actually gonna be worn by children who needed it. This year alone, we've already donated over 15,000 items. Wow. And a 
about another 15,000 will be donated actually this week. So it, it's pretty significant um, impact that we're having there. And the year's um, half over. Yeah. Pardon? I said in the year's only halfway through. So I know, yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty remarkable. Um, we, we, this partnership that we have is with a um, nonprofit called Room to Grow. Um, they're primarily on the East Coast, but they're part of the Baby to Baby Network, which is a national network of, of nonprofits um, focused on, on early childhood development. And they, um, we've also been supporting them through all this, um, the quarantine piece where they were, have not been able to meet and hand out and collect um, a lot of their donations that they typically do. So we've actually stepped in to allow them to be able to order um, the items that they need for their families directly from our website of the items that have already been processed and, and listed up on the site. Awesome. So you have already given us some facts and figures with your company. Do you have any additional ones that you want to share um, in regards to money saved or trash saved? Um, yeah, well, I, I mean, I can... Um, I mean, I can talk about this all day. I can torture everybody with facts and figures for a long time. Um, so a really cool one. Yeah, so bigger picture. I think it's important for people to, to see this, um, you know, stepping outside of just Swoondle and like looking at this as more of like a bigger trend in terms of sustainability and um, thinking about utilization. And that's one of the things that as I've gotten deeper into this, um, industry in this business, I've realized we've got fast fashion and you've got, you know, just the, such availability of cheap um, textiles in the United States. And the U.S. actually has one of the lowest utilization rates where items that people are purchasing are on average only worn seven to 10 times. And that's like leaps and bounds below where it is in a lot of the rest of the world. And for a whole host of reasons, as I'm sure we can all hypothesize. But if we had just doubled the utilization rate of the items that, that we're consuming, we would save 44%, um, it would have a 44% reduction in greenhouse gases, which is monumental. <laughs> yeah. um, and so, you know, obviously the kids clothing piece is just one segment, um, but that is one piece where I think, you know, it's, it's a very logical segment to focus on for reuse um, and that we all tend to, you know, consume likely more than we really need to. And it's a place where there's a, it's, there's a lot of opportunity to be more efficient and Swoondle hopes to be part of that. Um, you know, boiling that down to, you know, Swoondle members, um, we have our, like our, members who have been members with us for at least four months um, on average have received over $1,100 in just in value in trade. So they just can get so much back um, when, they're, when they're doing swapping as opposed to just purchasing. Wow, so this is really cool information. I'm just thinking out loud, you said the average is seven to 10 times here in the US. And if you think of it in terms of kids, they're wearing it less than that because then they outgrow it. Sure. Exactly. They might only have it for, you know, three months. And, you know, we think about like, oh, I'm going to buy a dress for a wedding and, and wear it once or what have you. And but think about all those special occasion clothes that your kid, you, you get for your kids and they maybe wear them once. Um, or, you know, you've, you, your kids are maybe a little young for this, but when they get to school, 
their whims of what they want to wear or like to wear change regularly. I only want to wear pink. I only want to wear black. I'll only wear stretchy pants. I'll only wear dresses. Um, you know, it's, <laughs> I get to and, look forward to that. <laughs> and, and so what you end up with is you end up with a closet of things that you've still been the purchaser of and half of it will have tags on it and the other half will have holes in it. And there's not a whole lot in between. And I think a lot of parents are felt with this dilemma of I've spent real money on this. <laughs> and now what do I do with it? Because maybe they took the tags off or maybe they haven't, but like the kids haven't worn it because they decided they just don't like blah, 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 or it doesn't fit or it's itchy or whatever. So parents in that position, how would they, what's their first step in the whole process? Like walk us through it. What's the first sure. step? So they can, if they come to swoondle.com, uh, they can request a, a shipping bag. Um, when they request a shipping bag, it gets sent to their home. It's got a prepaid shipping label, um, return label in it. They fill it up with the stuff that they want to trade in. And we always tell people, look, this is trading. So send the type of stuff that you, not the exact stuff, obviously you want different sizes or seasons or what have you, but like the quality of the stuff that you want in return, make sure that that's the stuff that you're sending in. Um, but you fill it up, you give it to the, your post, your postal worker, whether they pick it up from your house or whether you drop it off, it depends on where you live. Um, and it comes to us and that's really, you're kind of done until we, as soon as we get your bag, we process it and you get your credits and then you just go shopping like you would on any other e-commerce site. Awesome. So if I do this and then I get the clothes and for some reason they don't fit because some brands might be for thicker, chubbier babies and other brands are for mm -hmm. more skinny, taller, thinner babies or whatever, even yes. though the sizes read the same, but that doesn't quite fit right. Is there a, is there a return process? Yeah. So um, you can always re-swoondle anything. You can always send it back. Um, we try, we do encourage people to, you know, we, we try to put all the details in. So if there is something that has, you know, a, a slight condition issue, like, oh, there's a little spot on the, the cuff, we will definitely disclose all that. So, um, but if anything is ever mismarked or it doesn't work for you, we, we, we take it back and, you know, it, it, you're part of a membership, you're part of a community, it's going to end up back in the system and you'll just get that credit back for the item. Because awesome. remember, we're not taking a difference in what it was, wasn't sold for, you know, so we're basically saying you traded out a level two, you're giving us back a level two. So here's a level two credit. And, you know, it's, it's just a different paradigm. And I think that takes a minute for people to realize that like, it wasn't that you paid $10 for this item and I'm going to refund you $10 for it. It's no, you paid a level two, I'm going to refund you a level two. And you're in the same place you were when you left. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's a concept I've not heard of, but I really am attracted to it. I really like that because it's not just the dollar value. It's, it's the clothing value. It's seeing value in an item versus just cash. And I, I like that a lot. You said it's swoondle.com. Do you have any other social media handles that you want to share with the listeners yeah we'd love for people to follow us um you can follow us on instagram and facebook at swoondle society um all one word and and uh, and and swoondle.com or swoondlesociety.com they all go to the same place
And Swoondle is S-W-O-O-N-D-L-E. You got it. All right. Perfect. Is there a special deal that you have for the listeners of Starting Sustainability? I do. Yes. Um, So we have a promo code for you all that is Swoondle, S-W-O-O-N-D-L-E, 50-5-0. And that gives you 50% off uh, your your first month of our standard membership. So it'll be your first month would be five bucks. Awesome. So it's a monthly, it's a monthly membership, but it's $5 is the discount to start with. And then after that, you just keep switching, swapping clothes in and out from there. That's right. Cool. All right. Well, that's pretty much all the hard questions that I can come up with. I think we have learned a lot from you today. So thank you so much for sharing your story and your company and the philosophy and everything that you guys do. I want to touch base with you on a personal level real quick and just ask you, what is the strangest thing that you have done personally for sustainability? Um, well, besides start a company and like invest years of my life into it. <laughs> yes. <besides that. laughs> um, which is no uh, small feat. That is and it's strange very admirable and, and strange in some way, shape or form as well. Um, I mean, to be honest, I, I am somebody that likes to figure out how to do things myself. Um, so I have, um, grown loofah. I have um, made my own sea salt from collecting sea salt out of the the Long Island Sound. Um, I have um, I have also when we were hunting for reusable shipping bags, um, we have since found a partner to help us make these. But I trekked around um, Brooklyn um, to different manufacturers of a variety of different types of things like garment bags, trying to find someone who would help me custom make a reusable shipping bag that, and I had my mom help me design exactly what it needed to look like. Um, I've done some pretty, pretty, (laughs) I don't know how strange they are, but a little bit Maybe you know, to, to me, the one that stands <laughs> out is growing your own loofah. I'm like, I know that loofah, I didn't know that at first when I first started looking into sus- sustainable products, that loofahs to me were just that weird plastic mesh thing that had a funny name. And I didn't realize that it was a plant or a real thing. And yeah. then I had no idea where it is even natural, where it grows. So did you just grow it like in a pot in your house or in your backyard? It's in my garden. I, it's a gourd. So it, um, it grows kind of like, like a cucumber or like a squash. And so I'm going to grow my own loofah. That's (laughs) And a lot of people like either think it's like a plasticky thing or they think it's seaweed. Um, I've heard a lot of people say that they're like, Oh, I thought that was something from the ocean. And actually, no, it's, it's, it's a gourd and you peel the outside and it's like the insides of um, of the gourd that you're using as the, as the loofah. So, yeah. Wow. So most people could do that to make our own sea salt's yeah. a little bit hard. If you, if you're landlocked, like I am, we have a lot of lakes, but nothing salty. <laughs> yes. But the loofah, I feel like I can do that. I don't have a garden right now. I didn't do it this year. Cause I was pregnant. I was busy having a baby. I was like, that's too overwhelming. I'm just going to want to sleep (laughs) during the day. Fair enough. But, but my, if it's a gourd, so I can do it in the fall. 
like with pumpkin? Uh, you, you, I, I don't know. You may want to look into just the, the timeline to grow it. Um, okay. If you have enough time to start it in the fall, maybe, but that might not be enough time. And I think you'd have to re research exactly your, your current, your hardiness zone, if you will. Okay. I, I will definitely do that. That is, thank you. This is why I love asking that question because you get so much cool answers. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you so much. My pleasure. Well, that is all of the time that we have for today. So thank you again very much for sharing everything with us. It's been very eye-opening and I've learned a ton and mad props to you for starting your own business because I know that's a boatload of work. I mean, just <laughs> a podcast is a lot of work and so, and I don't have to do nearly the extent of stuff that you are coordinating and multiple employees and helpers and getting all the logistics figured out. So good Good job and keep up the good work. And I'm so glad that has really taken off for you. That is wonderful. Thank you very much, Kaylin. I really appreciate it. And um, congratulations on baby number two. All right. Well, thank you and have a great one. Thank you. And we are back. That was Jen Zookley with the Swoondle Society. And my co-host Colt has the hiccups now. <laughs> He's trying to get over. When you get a chance, please check out the swoondlesociety.com. And also, again, if you want, check out our Facebook group, Starting Sustainability. And lastly, for show notes, go to startingsustainability.com slash episode 38. I hope everybody has a fantastic rest of your week. I hope you learned something wonderful from this episode. And always continue to stay sustainable. Bye. <laughs>